the Kia Center was supposed to be like the biggest, best thing, but opening night at the Kia Center was just full of bricks again. The shooting struggle, the struggle bus for Palo, just just a just 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 not and, and against the heat, just not a good day. Let's talk about it. It's locked on magic. You are locked on magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Magic today is December 21st, 2023. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, tell me if you've heard this before. The Orlando Magic struggle to make shots. The other team makes a bunch of shots in a very short period, builds a big lead, and that is all she wrote. How the Miami Heat once again showed that the Magic have a shooting problem. We'll get to that on today's episode. Plus why Paolo Bancaro played the worst game of his career. And why it was a big part. Why it was actually the reason why the Magic lost this game. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day. Every day, no matter when you listen to us. Whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, it's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. To search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. So, uh, again, t- tell me if you've heard this story before. Um, the Magic can't make a shot to save their lives. You start seeing the shoulders droop. You start seeing the frustration grow. And you start seeing the other team make a ton of threes. This game, a 115-106 win by the Miami Heat, was essentially decided in the second quarter. Yes, the Magic, and and look, I'm going to sit here and tell you, shooting is both the reason why the Magic lost this game, but also not the reason why the Magic lost this game. But there are undeniable patterns that developed in this game that we have seen now repeated over and over again. And and that's the concerning part. Honestly, like, and and I had 20 million discussions about this. I am not going to sit here and tell you that the Magic's biggest weakness isn't shooting. This team needs better shooting. They have too many nights like this one where the Magic shoot 9 for 36 from 3. Hey, the Magic should never be shooting 36 threes. This team is a low-volume three-point shooting team. That is who they are. So that is part of the problem. Magic shoot 29 threes per game, 29, 33 threes per game. If they're shooting 36, that means something's gone wrong. So let's start there. This is a low-volume shooting team. You may agree or disagree with that as an overall philosophy, I think we all agree that for the Magic to compete at a higher level, for the Magic to be a championship contending team, they're going to have to be a team that is comfortably shooting 35 threes per game. That is not this team. I don't, we'll get to the trade market in a very near future episode, 
You could see us talking about shooting and trade market and the trade market on Orlando Magic Daily. We got another trade article coming out on Thursday, if not Friday. Um, it's this team needs to make shots. Like they they have to get more comfortable shooting. They have to be more effective as shooters. At the end of the day, that is something that costs this team over and over again. It's the reason why they lost to, to, to Cleveland a couple of weeks ago. It's the reason why they lost to Brooklyn. It's the reason why they lost to Boston over the weekend. The Magic simply are not great enough threats from beyond the arc. And they can't shoot their way out of problems. The Miami Heat can. That's what they do really, really well. And this game was decided in the second quarter because the Miami Heat could not miss for the final five and a half minutes of the second quarter. And the Magic could not hit anything. For the final, for four of the final five minutes, they, they made some shots in the last minute of that quarter. This game was decided on a 17-0 run by the Miami Heat in the second quarter. They took a one-point lead and turned it into an 18-point lead. It was decided because the Heat made five of five three-pointers in that run alone in the final five and a half minutes. They did not miss a field goal for the final five and a half minutes of this game. And the Magic just are not a team that's equipped to answer that. But again, it, the Heat made shots. 11 for 18. Everyone said it, or Cole Anthony said it after the game. Every mistake we made, Miami punished. And sometimes that's going to happen. I, you know, it, it's happened enough that it's a pattern that is a problem. Brooklyn did it. The Clippers did it back in, in October. The Mavericks did it back in October. Um... The, the Cavs did it recently when they had the 37-20 first quarter. The Nets did it in the, in the streak-busting game. This is happening enough times that it is a problem. And it's not necessarily a problem of the other team. Look, they're making shots. You know, those are good shooting teams. High-volume shooting teams give this team problems. The Clippers did it. The Mavericks did it. The Heat did it. The Nets do it. Celtics shoot the most threes of any team in the league. There is a three-point math problem. We talked about it a lot last year. We're talking about it again now. The Magic do not, if you're going to be a low-volume shooting team, you need to make a lot of them. That's what Denver does. Denver's not a high-volume three-point shooting team, but they make their threes. The Magic are both low-volume and don't make enough. And that means the Magic got to make up that ground elsewhere. With offensive rebounds. Look, Orlando had 15 offensive rebounds for 16 second chance points. That's okay. The Magic have to make that up at the foul line. They only had 19 free throw attempts. 15 for 19 from the foul line. Orlando's got to be around 27, 28, 29, 30, ideally, free throw attempts uh, per game. The Magic didn't do that. And that's the formula. Why did the Magic lose this game? Why did the Magic lose? It's not simply because... They, Miami made shots and Orlando didn't. Orlando missed a lot of open looks. They got some good looks that they missed. But the reason why this game got out of hand, the reason why the Magic didn't have a chance to win the game at the end, bar save for that late, you know, fruitless comeback, um, the reason why the Magic did not have a chance to win this game is all about the Magic's attitude. It's all about their poise, their composure. It's about their maturity. And Cole Anthony said it after the game. We got too emotional. We let the emotions get to us. We let our frustrations get to us. We allowed ourselves to lose focus for two to three seconds. 
And in those two to three seconds, Miami got down the court and hit a, hit another three. Yes. Again, I, I want to repeat this. I get it. Shooting is the problem. I agree with that. Shooting is the problem. But it's not just shooting. Because this team can win even when it shoots poorly. That's how good this team is. We've seen them do it over and over and over again. And look, sitting at 16 to 10, the Magic are not in any position to panic. Do not lose sight that on this season. Do not lose sight that there's still a lot to gain in the season. Do not lose sight that we are in the most difficult part of the Magic schedule for the next two to three weeks. The Magic are going to have to fight and scratch and claw for wins, and they got to find their identity to do it. That's defense. That's points in the paint. That's getting to the foul line. That's mucking the game up. That's making it as ugly as possible and dragging teams down into the dirt. This team has to embrace a gritty, ugly style of basketball if they want to be successful with the teams that they're about to play. And they didn't do that. Miami hit first all game long. That's what they do. But they hit first. They got in the Magic's drill. They made the Magic, even though they scored 54 points in the paint, and, and yes, the Magic did a good job at that eventually, they made the Magic afraid to get in the lane. They got everyone so frustrated and so tied in knots looking for fouls that the Magic were settling for threes. Even if those were good threes, because the Magic were missing so many shots, you could feel them pressing. You could feel them knowing we're down big. We got to get back. And trying to get back all in one play. Look, again, the Magic broke even outside of the second quarter. Heat won the first quarter 25-24. Magic won the third quarter 22-21. Magic won the fourth quarter 34-26. This was a nine-point game decided because the Magic gave up 43 points in the second quarter. And look, Miami earned it. They deserved it. They made the shots. They made the plays. They played with that confidence and that swagger. I'm not taking anything away from Miami, but this is about Orlando. This is about the Magic playing their style, playing their identity, playing their defense, and not accomplishing it, not playing their style. It's about the Magic doing what they have to do to win. Dare I say, without Jimmy Butler, Orlando should be a better team than Miami. We should hold them to that standard. Again, I'm not disparaging Miami. They won the game. They earned it. They took it. The Magic didn't. And that's the problem that keeps popping up. That this Magic team is, yes, very young, still a little immature, still a little too emotional, and still a little too frustrated. It is about shooting. Do not get me wrong. If the Magic hit one of the open threes that they had in the second quarter, that might stop the bleeding. But three-pointers are never how you stop the bleeding. Three-pointers are never how you get yourself back into a game. You get yourself back into the game by getting in the paint, by getting to the foul line, by seizing momentum that way. And that's what the Magic didn't do. And frankly, I got to call out the star here. I got to call out Paolo Bancaro for not delivering in this big game. We're going to talk about why he was on the struggle bus and go through the box score coming up here in just a moment. 
But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked for us this week on eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Today we're going to go with James Wiseman. The Detroit Pistons continue to lose, but fantasy basketball isn't about wins and losses, at least not for the teams that are playing. With Isaiah Stewart-Hurt, Wiseman has produced this week. Confidence in him is low, but the numbers and opportunity appear to be there for him to make a big game. Let me give you another fantasy tip if you're playing daily fantasy. Paolo Bancaro tends to respond to bad games. I'm going to go into detail on, on why I think this is Paolo Bancaro's worst game of his career. I'm going to go into those details here in a minute. But he responds when he has terrible, no good, awful games. Look at what he did with, against Boston on Sunday. When he scores in single digits, he usually responds big. So look out Milwaukee on Thursday in the back-to-back. Josh Lloyd from Lockdown Pace Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. E- uh, with over tw- 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. With bra- From brake kits to LED headlights to roof rack bumpers, whatever your baby needs eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Don't forget the Locked On Podcast Network has a brand new 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On. Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. You can tell I'm a little fired up today. I didn't expect to be this fired up, to be perfectly honest. Um, Because, you know... I, I, you know, everyone says it. It's a make or miss league, and and in some respects, look, the Magic are going through a prolonged slump right now. It, it stuff isn't the end of the world. The Magic have lost five of seven since going on the uh, on the win on the nine game win streak. We do expect Orlando to struggle and have to try and keep themselves afloat here for the next couple of weeks. They got the big West Coast trip coming up in a couple of weeks as well. Until they get home from that. There, it's going to be rough. It's going to be some rough sailing, and and this team has to figure some stuff out. I think we all sense that they're ready for Wendell Carter to be back. He did had some good moments, looked very rusty. They're ready for Markel Fultz to come back. It certainly feels like a player like Markel Fultz or a player like Joe Ingles would have helped stop that 17-0 run just to give them some stability, to give them a guy that can say like, whoa, 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 calm down, relax, we got this. Let me get you the ball in the right and in, in the exact right spot. Let's 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 work our way through this. The Magic are missing that guy. They don't have like a good kind of game managing point guard right now. As much as Jalen Suggs is a decent ball handler, or Cole Anthony is a decent ball handler. 
Markel Fultz and Joe Ingles are these teams' biggest connectors. And so they're they're definitely missing that right now. And, you know, I think either one of those players at, at that moment during that 17-0 run would have helped stabilize the team and just allowed them to exhale and be confident and relax. And, and that's what they needed because as that run built, it, it, it got bigger and bigger. But the reality is this is the provenance of the stars. The ability to get a shot when you absolutely need it, to get a, a bucket in a big, big moment, that is what stars do. That is who stars are. That's why you have them. You turn to them when you need them. And that's that's what was missing from this game. The Magic tried to go to Paolo Bancaro. It was not for lack of effort to get Paolo Bancaro the ball and to get him Going in key areas. Same thing with Franz Wagner. It was not for lack of effort. They got their shots up in this game. Maybe not enough of them, but they got their shots up. And they both really struggled. It like They both really struggled. And this was a particularly frustrating and, and honestly poor game from Paolo Bengaro. I am willing to say... This is the worst game I, I've seen Paolo play since joining the Magic. And, and I want to make this clear. This is his worst game, and he still almost had a triple-double. 10 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, but a minus 22 for the game. Um, he was rough. And at the end of the day, like, look, what the Magic need from Paolo is the ability to soak up defenses and make plays for others, but really the ability to score. We're all thinking about the playoffs, and we should be. We should be preparing and thinking about, okay, what does this team need to do to be successful in the postseason, to be a playoff team? We should be thinking about that. We should be preparing for that. We should be uh, analyzing the team as if the playoffs are the thing. They are the thing. We expect Paolo to be a player who steps up in those big moments, and having him be consistent is a big thing. He's had too many... This frankly bad games. Like I mentioned in the eBay in the eBay read, he tends to respond really well to these bad games. So Milwaukee, you are on alert. But look, this is this is a this is becoming too much of a habit where he is, and look, he's really good and he's seeing defenses that 21-year-olds shouldn't have to see. So I'm I'm not saying give up on the kid or he's not what we all think he is. He is. But we're trying to win. Like, we're in a phase where we're trying to make the playoffs now. And that's on your star to be the drumbeat. I say that a lot. Your star is your drumbeat. It's a constant, like, thumping. That, that just, just something to keep you on time. Sometimes that's to go a little bit faster and take over a little bit. Sometimes it goes a little slower to slow things down. But it's constant. It just goes. And whether we like to say it or not, your team goes as your star goes. So when Paolo Bancaro scores 10 points, only 10 points, still turns it over three times. Eight assists is really nice, by the way. Um, but shoots two for 12 and struggles to get to the line. It was six for eight at the foul line, but he struggled to get to the line for most of this game. He seemed afraid of contact. And most importantly, his body language was completely off. 
Look, the, the vibe in the arena was weird all night. I, I, it, that has to be mentioned. Um, you know, this isn't why the Magic lost, but game ops messed up. We didn't get the usual intro. The energy in the building was just off. And it wasn't because of the new, new arena name, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, it wasn't because of the new arena name. It wasn't because of the ribbon, uh, the, the ribbon-cutting ceremony they had right before intros. Yes, intros being weird. Um, no one else is going to note this, and it's not an excuse, but they did the heat intros. They did the, the ribbon-cutting thing. And then they forgot to play the Magic's intro video. And yeah, that's a small thing, but I love the who as much as the next guy. But hearing just the instrumentals to who are you isn't exactly pumping me up. It's not part of the routine at home. And so, yeah, the energy in the building was just kind of off. On top of that, you had... Um, the clock malfunction in the second quarter, right around the time the Heat made their run, actually. And look, the Heat had to deal with it too. It's, you know, it's small stuff. But the energy in the building was off. That's the point I'm trying to make. And Paolo was constantly looking to the refs. Was frustrated he wasn't getting calls. And, and again, Cole said it really well after the game. It's keeping your focus for the whole game. If he's slack for two to three seconds, it's two to three seconds that Miami's going to get down to the other end of the floor and score and hit a three because they made you pay every time. They made every shot in that second quarter. We're seeing this far too often with Paolo where he is going in the lane, expecting a call, not getting it, throwing his hands up and not kind of giving double effort on defense. When you miss, when you don't get a call or you miss a shot, you got to give double effort on defense. You got to make up for that. Um, good shot or bad shot. You got to make up for that. And this game, more than any other that I've seen from Paolo, it really didn't look like he was locked in. And when your star's not locked in like that, when your star isn't necessarily setting the example, it trickles down to everybody. And that's, you know, everybody was complaining and frustrated with Miami's physicality, with their inability to make shots. Everyone was frustrated. It's human nature to get frustrated with that. But it costs you. That's how you get down a team. This team, like I said, this team can survive not shooting well. Can they survive not shooting well in the playoffs? Can they survive not shooting well in big moments? Absolutely not. But in the middle of the regular season, in a game like this, they can survive not shooting well. They can. We've seen them do it a million times. They can't survive not shooting well and feeling bad about it. And that's, to me, what happened with Paolo. That, to me, is part of what drained this team. We all know how this team needs to win. The defense needs to feed the offense. If that, I, Honestly, I don't care if the Magic shoot two for 20 on threes. What I care about is that they play with defensive effort regardless of it. And again, far too often we are seeing, instead of the defense feeding the offense, we're seeing the offense drain the defense. And when the Magic's defense goes away, they get embarrassed. They get embarrassed like they did tonight against Miami. Plain and simple. 
And that has to be the lesson. I, I Like, wins and losses matter. I, I'm not saying they don't. But I don't care if the team loses as long as they defend. Because if this team defends, they will have a chance to win. And I trust this team to win those close games more often than not. The stats say they will. I trust this team to do that. But if they don't defend, and they they had two good defensive games since December 1st. Let's be real. The only good defensive games they played are the win at home against Cleveland and the win at home against Detroit. And honestly, the win at home against Detroit barely counts. They're struggling to defend right now. And if you're wondering why the Magic's, Magic have lost five of their last seven, there's your answer. This team's got to be about defense. It starts with your star player in Palo. Obviously, Wendell Carter coming back is going to improve the defense. Jalen Suggs' energy was even off in this game, but the Magic have got to defend a whole lot better to be the kind of team they know they can be. That's the plain truth of it. The Orlando Magic's Arena has a new name. We'll discuss the first night at the Kia Center. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at BetterHelp. Um, look, uh, uh, you know, sorry about this. I'm getting getting my copy here. We we all need help sometimes. Like we we all need help sometimes. That's that's the truth of it. And you know, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to receive help. So if you're exchanging gifts, cards, or anything. Focus on that time to get, focus on enjoying that time together. And whether or not you're giving gifts, you get to define how you give to yourself. That's the most important thing. Self care is so important. While we're taking care of others this holiday season, take care of yourself too. So, whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, I do that a lot. Remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. I have benefited from therapy therapy throughout my life. It's good. It's a good thought dump sometimes. There's a lot of stress in this world. You know, I'm in a high stress business. Being able to have someone to talk about things, to kind of sift through issues has really helped me better my mental health, figure out what I need to take care of me. And and honestly, I love I love talking to all you guys some all you guys a lot, but I know for me, a big focus is to feel okay taking time for me. That's something I talk about with my therapist a lot. It's something I tell myself that it's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to take care of yourself too. So in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. Wednesday's game brought a bit of news, a little, little bit of corporate synergy. You know, I don't know what to call it, but the Orla- but the Orlando's Arena is now called the Kia Center. The announced the team officially announced the new brand partnership, the new naming rights deal for the Magic's home since the 2010-2011 season. Um, it, it now has a new name, the Kia Center. 
big to do over it, big to do over it. Um, lots of like, lots of corporate backslapping and, and, you know, I don't want to go through all the different, uh, you know, corporate lingo that, that we got. Um, I, I, I know some people honestly, like as far as naming, building naming rights go, especially with how the direction, a lot of these buildings have been renamed. Kia is about as benign as it can get. And I honestly, that is a victory. Um, I know people feel a certain way about, about Amway. Kia is certainly a company that I think doesn't have nearly as much baggage to it. Um, and again, just, it's a good brand. It's a brand that has a relationship with the NBA. It's been the official uh, car of the uh, car of the NBA for the last 15 years. Um, it's been, it's the title sponsor of all the, uh, all the uh, NBA awards. Um, this is a group. This is a company that has had a presence within the building for at least the last decade uh, with the Kia Terrace up on the, on the terrace level um, in the corner, in the corner, uh, but near the, uh, on the terrace level, obviously, but on the, on the corner of the ozone ozone side of the building. Um, this is a company that has been part of the magic family for a little bit. Uh, and honestly, just a natural partner. You know, when, when I first heard that it was going to be the Kia center, when, when someone tipped me off that Kia was going to, going to get the naming rights uh, earlier this week, honestly, with all the names we were banding about and some of the things we were fearing when I was told it was the Kia center, I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that makes complete sense. Why wouldn't we all think of that? It was obvious. It was right in front of our noses. Um, you know, according to the folks from Kia who are at at the the, the event uh, announcing the the new name, they said, you know, they're they're now fifth. In, they're now fifth in the uh, in the nation in, in the nation in car in the U.S. in car sales. They are very. You know, Florida is one of their most important markets, and Central Florida is actually their highest selling part of Florida, and so. It feels like there was a real reason and a real connection to make Orlando the place to put Kia's name to for Kia to to plant its flag. And honestly, that's honestly a nice thing to say because Orlando is one of the growing metropolises in the city. So to see and not just a national brand, an international brand. I believe Kia is a Korean car company. Um, uh, to, to see a national brand, an international brand like that, want to plant their flag in Orlando, I think is a pretty big statement about Orlando. Um, I could give you the spiel that both Alex Martins, the magic CEO, as well as, as the Kia representatives gave us about the feeling that these are two companies that are on the rise at the same time. Um, I could give that to you. It's a nice little bit of narrative, but look, these are multi billion dollar, billion dollar companies. Um, you know, I don't have an affection for what the name of the building is. Kia seems like a perfectly fine brand. It's not going to embarrass us in any way. Um, like some other potential companies would like, uh, say, uh, FTX, uh, with Miami. Uh, but, um, it, you know, it's a name on a building. Um, I don't have a strong opinion for it. And that's probably the good thing. If I absolutely hated it, that would be bad. Um, I have no opinion of it. And that's probably the best opinion I can give about it. But, it's going to take some time to get used to calling it the Kia Center. All the signage is brand new. They, they, they replaced all the signage on the interior. Exterior signage is coming at hopefully before the playoffs. Um, but we got the big uh, thing that was taped onto the building or, 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 you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it's called. But um, the, the signage is uh, – there's signage on the outside of the building. It's going to take some time getting used to calling it the Kia Center. Um, but 
it's done. We got a new name for our building, and hopefully the Magic are able to pick up some wins. Obviously, their nine-game home winning streak snapped on Wednesday. They're now 0-1 in the Kia Center. Um, we'll see if they can right that ship next Wednesday when they return to the Amway Center to play the Philadelphia 76ers again. I don't know how y'all feel about it. Um, I'm I'm kind of over all the, you know, I don't have an opinion of it, and, and that's probably the best, that's probably the most ringing endorsement I can give. Um, but again, it was an obvious partnership. It, it, we all should have thought of it. Um, and so kudos to them. And, and, and I think the magic are very happy to have Kia as a partner on this and anything not to talk about this stupid game again. Uh, we, we got another one on Thursday, so we'll, we'll get ready for that and talk about that one on tomorrow's episode of locked on magic, but that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of locked on magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast, and Apple podcast, search your tune in him Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. sell podcasts to your podcast and able to device for lace on the Orlando magic. Be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. And of course, you can check out this podcast as well on YouTube. For more on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. You can follow follow that. You can find that there at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. And thank you again for all of your support. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.